again, we're very thankful for the presence of Ms. Linda Maragami. Um, there is a handout that um, is available to those of you who are interested after the service. And as we stated in the beacon, Ms. Maragami will be joining our high school youth to talk more about Indian spirituality. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, and thank you for being kind to me. I got turned around this, this morning, and I needed to have a tour guide to bring me here, so I appreciate that. Thank you for celebrating Native American Sunday, as well as Earth Day yesterday. So it's a combination weekend for all of us. We have a variety of things that we can share today. We have um, also informational materials that are on a table in the entrance out there. And uh, you're welcome to take them and some giveaways. So please take them and visit the table. The American Indian community in Indiana has 40,000 American Indians. I don't know if everyone knew that. However, 25,000 are from other states and other tribes, according to the last census. The primary Indiana tribes are the Miami, the Potawatomi, Delaware, which is also called Lenape, the Shawnee, and the Wea. I know that you are familiar with the Potawatomi in this area. They are quite active. Their tribal headquarters is in Dowagic, Michigan, the Miami Tribal Headquarters is in Peru, Indiana. The Delaware Shawnee and Wea have tribal headquarters in other areas, not in Indiana. The Miami Nation has several tribal offices besides Indiana. They have them in Ohio and Oklahoma as well. Some of the statistics that Native American Ministries shares and brings awareness of are the tribal communities outside of our state. We do not have reservation land here in Indiana, however other states do. Living on an Indian reservation is not like Hollywood glamorizes. It is not the beautiful, wonderful Hollywood idea of an Indian reservation. On an Indian reservation, currently statistics are Suicide rates from the ages of 13 to 25 is 47%. The life expectancy on the reservation are men 48 ages, 48 female age 52. The Pine Ridge Reservation is the highest in the United States on infant mortality. Women and girls are taken from the reservations and human trafficked. Up to 84% are taken by physical assault. The state of Arizona is the highest in the United States of residents, and there are over 600 tribes in the United States in 1,000 languages and dialects. So that's some fun facts for you. Just wanted to let you know. 
We have a uh, video. Are we going to show Ms. Uh, Reverend Shaw? Reverend Fred Shaw, who is a United Methodist pastor in Ohio, has been my mentor ever since I started in 2010. And he has some wisdom and understanding of the American Indian community because he is Shawnee. And we have some handouts. And we're going to talk about, he's going to talk about what that means. So we do have that video. If you would like to join me, we can have the video. That means the great ones, most wondrous spirit, be upon you in blessing and have a good morning. That is, I am, which says that I am in the making of God. God made me. God made all of us. And we all start with the first of those names, I am, what God calls self, purposeful beings. I'm also, though, of a particular people, the South Wind people, now called Shawnee. I have a division within the people, which is my specialty. Here in the university community, we might call that my major. And that is Pakua. We are the people of the mind. We are teachers. We are storytellers. We are people of the mockingbird power, that is, those who have linguistic powers. We also are diplomats and peace people. I have then a clan. There are 12 clans of my people. Mine is Ondakwa, the raven, the one who warns against spiritual danger and physical danger, very often known as a priest or a pastor. And I have a called name, because for some reason, nobody ever wants to see me on the street and say, ah, Fred Albert Shaw, come here. So I have just a shorter name, and that is Nick. He talks as he flies, the Canada goose. And then I have my English name, Fred Albert Shaw, so I could get a driver's license. But all of that is simply to say who a person is. And God knows each one of us as we are. And loves us. Well, today there are 20,000 American Indian people in the United Methodist Church who are hearing greetings and singing songs in their own language. And some of them are in 157 churches that are called Native American congregations. Others are scattered all over the United States and are part of different congregations but we're all United Methodists. And as such, we feel that we are connected. And, and we really resonate with that idea because we have said from the very beginning of our cultures that we are connected. It's called a circle. Now, the United Methodist Church is lineal. <laughs> they think in straight lines, squares. That's how you would see a chart of organization. But we understand that if something really matters in life, it is a circle. Human hugs create circles. Families create circles. The trees are circles. 
the moon, the sun, the planets, this earth itself, a circle. Even water is a circle. For you will have the clouds and then rain, and then you will have the streams and the ocean, and then through evaporation, back to the clouds, then it begins again. Everything that matters is a circle. And when you are connected in a circle, everything in the circle matters. Paul says that we live and move and have our being in God. God is that wondrous great circle that holds all of our hearts together. God is that circle in which we belong and in which everyone finds place. The two-leggeds, the four-leggeds, the winged ones, the creepers, the crawlers, the swimmers, all those in the airs and all those in the waters, everything finds its place within the Creator and therefore within Creator's creation. That's where you and I are. And because we are all connected in that circle, we know that if we were to look at one another and say, I don't want you in my circle, you're different. And we tell them to leave. Or if we look at an animal and say, ah, that's not important, we won't try to save it. And we let it go extinct. In all of those cases, the circle then breaks. And we find that the one we said was not needed or that we didn't want was the one that had been keeping it all held together. That is the understanding God has when God looks at us. That we are that indispensable part of the circle. Well, because of that, the United Methodist Church made a commitment back in the 1980s to help Native American Indian communities with their problems, but also with their strengths, and to build relationships together. And we as Native people have been responding to that. But we also know that there are many hurts in the past, and the church has tried to respond to those. In 2012, they did a series of what we would call acts of repentance throughout the United States. But one thing we know is that an act of repentance is never true unless acts of justice follow it. And that is what the Native American Ministry Fund and this Sunday is about, acts of justice. Ways in which we share resources as a denomination with people who have specific cultural identities, their own languages, their own way of having praised God from the beginning, and have been very religious in their own ways, their own traditions. And what we do is we say, let us tell the rest of the story. It's what Paul did when he went into Athens and, 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 and he's looking at everything and he says, oh, you are so religious. Let me tell you about the God whom I worship and holds all of this together. So on this Sunday, we take a special offering to help in these ministries. Now 25% of this offering goes in order to help American Indian pastors go to seminary and become elders, just like Pastor Caleb and myself. 
we then are able to teach in our own congregations ways of understanding life that come from our traditions, our culture. But also, we interpret who Jesus is within that culture. So 25% of the offering goes for scholarships. They now have opened it up so that local pastors who are American Indian also can receive scholarships. That's very important to me because for many, many years, I taught within that program as one of their professors of helping those who were native and still maintained their traditions feel that they were not betraying their tradition or the church itself, that they could bring the two together. They did not have to give up one or the other. They didn't have to choose between, but they could enrich each with the other. And I finally became the director of that program. And today I chair the Native American Ministries Committee for the denomination. So it's very important, the work that is going on right now. I know it intimately. So the next 25% of the offering goes for those kinds of programs. Those places where we, as what is called the NACP, which is the Native American Comprehensive Plan, we always seem to like our big acronyms. But those programs, those ministries, are helped to be supported by what this fund does. And then 50% stays here in the conference. Every one of the conferences has that money to work with the Native people within their congregations. But they also have it as a nest egg that if something catastrophic happens, they are able to reach out into the larger world of Native people. And that's what happened in this past year, COVID-19. Native American communities, especially on reservations, have been affected five times the national rate of infection and of death. One of my friends has had 19 people out of his own close community die. That is a tremendous percentage out of that community. We are now experiencing a time when we are losing our elder people, those who are the culture keepers at an alarming rate. That means that some of the languages are going to disappear. It means that some of the old ceremonies will be lost. And so we are working as hard as we can to try to preserve those things while we still have them. But what that meant this past year was that the West Ohio Conference Committee on Native American Ministries was able to give $100,000 to help fight COVID-19 on the reservation and also in Native communities. That was your doing. And you continue to do that because we are connected. And I thank God for that connection. And so I would leave you with one thing, and that is the connection that we represent in the drum, that circle I told you about. And you probably have all heard a drum played like this. Now there's only one tribe that ever did that. It's a very big one. It's called Hollywood. <laughs> now the way that the drum is played is like this. 
because the drum is the heartbeat of the universe. It's the heartbeat of the creator. It's the heartbeat of all of our hearts brought together. And if your heart is going, you've got trouble. You're either sick or you're in love. Either way, it's a problem. So properly played, it sounds like this. And when friends gather together, they sing this. He and that heartbeat is the same no matter what color your skin is or what language you speak. We are connected. Aho. Reverend Shah has retired from being a minister, but he does special programming. And he also retired from the Native American Comprehensive Plan, as well as the North Central Jurisdiction, who I took his place as the co-chair of that for Native American Ministries. So he is an absolutely wonderful person. He is a historian, and I am very grateful that I have him for a mentor, and I continue to have his guidance. If um, you have any questions, anyone have any questions? Um, is some of this information a uh, surprise? Some of you already know about this. Some of the things that were discussed, yeah. May I suggest that we hold the questions until the Sunday school hour? That would be fine. Okay, and Linda will be joining the high school class, and if there are others who desire to sit in on that class, we will either remain in the sanctuary, depending on the number, or we will go to the lounge afterwards. But um, thank you so very much. That's Please fine. continue. Anything else? Well, um, if there isn't anything, I will see you later on. I'll be here for the other uh, part of the service. I appreciate all that you've done to welcome Native American Sunday. And with some of the things that we do with Indiana Conference, we have work groups that go to reservations to assist. If any of you are interested in that, um, the conference would be happy to guide you and give you information. They're looking at a trip in 2024, I know. They are talking about that. I'm thinking it is at Spirit Lake, which is a United Methodist ministry in North Dakota. The conference has been able to support the Navajo Nation during the pandemic as Reverend Shaw had mentioned, our conference gave to assist the Choctaw Nation in Mississippi. The reservations were devastated with that coronavirus situation. So we were able to assist with the, the funding that comes from Native American Sunday. 
And we are also able to help the Dakotas every year with heat. We take things for granted sometimes, and they don't have enough heat. So they have to have help to have heat in the winter. And in the Dakotas, if any of you know that, it's very harsh, the winters. So we help with the reservations in the Dakotas that are part of the United Methodist Church. So those are some of the things that we do and that you do with your generous giving. So thank you.